Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. So we had a great weekend of football, which I was not expecting. I thought we were going to get a pretty bad one, you given what the matchups were. You told people to stay home and watch something else. I said, go get yourself some brunch yesterday. I hope you were able to get out of there early to I be did. able to watch the end of that Dolphins versus Bills game. Oh, and it God. ended up being uh, pretty entertaining, all things considered. And right now, we're going to break things down with Eric Adholm. You can find his work over at NFL.com, where he covers the league and the NFL draft. He joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Eric, we appreciate the time, as always always man hope you enjoyed the games as much as we did how you doing today yeah i was a little nervous about half time of the the late game saturday night i thought oh boy you know we're gonna have to hope for a really good divisional round but uh from uh you know kickoff of uh jaguars chargers the second half on it was it was pretty darn exciting so i'm i'm doing great if you had a theme for the weekend eric what do you think it was like an overall, this is what we learned. This is what I took away from the, the wild card weekend. What would that have been for you? Yeah, it's hard to apply one to all the games, but I would say it, 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 it certainly feels like the Miami dolphins and since and uh, Baltimore Ravens rather have to wonder what would have happened had they had their starting quarterbacks in there. And, you know, that wasn't the only difference. I mean, just like Kirk Cousins wasn't to blame, I don't think, for the Vikings' loss. You can point at that last play. But, you know, I mean, quarterback play sometimes gets wildly overrated. But but it is a huge factor in this, uh, you know, in this league. And, you know, the Bills, with the number of mistakes, self-inflicted ones that they made, and, and you know, Miami certainly made their share, too. You have to wonder if a healthy Tua doesn't deliver a victory there or with with the Ravens. I mean, Look, Tyler Huntley played his tail off as best you could have expected a performance out of him. Obviously, the fumble was a regrettable play, but you know, just just wondering, boy, what even a eighty-five or ninety percent healthy Lamar might have been able to do in that game makes you wonder because the Ravens had the formula for victory. You know, they frustrated the Bengals for for much of that game, and you know, just couldn't quite make enough plays uh, offensively. With that being said, Eric, talking about the quarterback play, I go to one quarterback who had one hell of a day, and it was Daniel Jones with the Giants. Was that victory more on Daniel Jones, or was that victory more on Brian Dable and his coaching scheme? Yeah, I I think the Vikings defense, (laughs) once again, kind of, you know, it's like it was their 10th game this year. They'd given up more than 400 yards, but I don't want to take away from what Jones did. I, I I don't know that I've seen him play better. You know, he might have had better stat lines or, you know, a little bit more gaudy numbers in other games. But considering the circumstances and and really everywhere he's come from since about March, you know, and and they declined the fifth-year option, and there was a sense that 
boy, if, if they don't like this guy, you know, pretty quickly in 2022, they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. Now the question sort of becomes, what's his number? What, what, what kind of package are they going to throw together contract wise for him? Because I think he's getting an extension and, you know, that's just the way the wind is blowing. And I really think that, you can look back at the failures of past Giants coaching staffs and wonder, did they set up the offense in a way to maximize Daniel Jones' effectiveness? Granted, I mean, they've had, you know, Kenny Galladay hasn't worked out, and Saquon Barkley before this season was injury-prone, and there were a lot of other issues that, that plagued the Giants. But, but what Brian Dable and his staff have done, Mike Kafka as well, uh, you know, I think has been really, really impressive and cutting down his turnovers, putting him in better positions to use that athleticism and thrive and not ask him to do the kinds of things that he wasn't as good at early in his career. I I asked you what your theme was from the weekend. For me, it was something that you just hit on there, which is coaches putting their quarterbacks in position to succeed. And that was kind of the theme Mm -hmm. from the season, right? But then we saw it once again play out over the weekend. 49ers Brock Purdy is now having success in that Niners offense. You look at the Jaguars and think about where that offense was a year ago compared to where it is today with Doug Peterson. And I have that all as the backdrop for the Chargers. Um, And you look at what that offense was not able to do against what is a pretty bad Jaguars defense I know that everybody's talking about it today, Eric. Was that the game that ends up being the potential deciding factor in whether or not to keep uh, the staff there in L.A.? Yeah, I mean, it was a tough week for Brandon Staley, right? I mean, coming into the game, all the talk was about Mike Williams and and, and Staley's decision to play the starters in, in a Week 18 game where, you know, no matter what they did, if they won by 50 or lost by 50, their seed was going to be the same in the playoffs. So that was everybody's issue Williams suffers the back injury. It's not as if we didn't know, you know, Mike Williams has had a history of injuries. He's been a terrific player when healthy, but you know, that's like a classic spot where people would say, all right, I'm going to rest my starters. I appreciate a coach who, you know, wants to go for it and be aggressive. And, and theoretically, those are all things that Brandon Staley is. I mean, he's, you know, he's got that kind of mentality. This is a guy who five years ago was in division six years ago, maybe he was in division three football coaching. So, you know, he's, he's elevated pretty quickly here. And I think he knows, look, you know, these shots aren't a given, right? You've got to take the opportunities when you get them. But they really did kind of get conservative there in the second half. And that was a little bit strange. And, you know, I mean, I was I didn't hate going for the field goal there uh, in, in the situation where they missed their Cameron Dicker, missed the, the late kick. But I did feel like there were times in that game where it felt like Doug Peterson outcoached uh, Brandon Staley. And, you know, you go up 27 nothing. you're plus five in the turnover department, you lose. Hmm. There are going to be questions to be asked. I don't think it cost him his job. And I think there are a lot of factors involved. I don't know that they'd pay a Sean Payton. I don't know that they would, you know, would probably be another young coach. They've typically gone a little lower on their coaches uh, salary-wise. I, I, I get why people are asking that question, but I'm not 100% sure a move gets made. So, Eric, out of this weekend, who who do you feel like the most dangerous team is? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, San Francisco, you know, obviously they had the, the kind of the slow first half, and Purdy wasn't looking great, and they really made some nice adjustments. And, boy, when they're cranking, you know, when, when Purdy's able to just kind of deliver and distribute the ball, you know, Brandon Ayuk has come on lately. McCaffrey's obviously been 
uh, you know, I think he can, you could make an argument he's been their MVP in some ways, at least offensively. And Debo Samuel, when he's out there, I mean, the two of them together are really hard to stop. George Kittle's come on and had a, a terrific season this year. Plus, oh, by the way, the best statistical defense. There's been one team that's really kind of humbled them, and that was the uh, Chiefs, rather. So since that point, which was, you know, what, a third of the way through the season or whatever it was, you know, they've they've shut more teams down than not, uh, even with a, you know, so-so first half defensively. So, and, and actually, for that matter, a couple weeks ago against the Raiders. So, you know, it's not like they're impenetrable, but I think they're really good defensively. So they're a team that has got the right formula, especially in a weaker NFC field where the number one C, the Eagles, offensive line hasn't played great lately, and Jalen Hurts' health is a question. So, you know, even with the rest, I have some doubts about them. Eric Adholm is our guest. You can find his work over at NFL.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore Edholm. Eric, as I look at the Bills and the Bengals and what they did over the weekend, I thought both of them were locks to win, and they did. They figured out a way to get it done, but I thought they would certainly do it in more convincing fashion than they did. Was that just a one-off weird game that happens occasionally, or are the Bengals and Bills more flawed than what we expected coming into this postseason? Both very dangerous, but also both capable of of kind of shooting themselves in the feet. I think, especially the Bills. I mean, you know, it's it's frustrating to watch them at times because they, at their very best, they look you know as good as anybody. We know they've you know faced the Chiefs a million times in recent years. Know what to expect in that kind of matchup. You know, that, that's the kind of team that I think at this point is almost welcoming that kind of a game. You know, even knowing what the history has been in the playoffs, so. That said, their 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 penchant for letting teams kind of hang around. I mean, you go up seventeen nothing, and you give up the three straight field goals and the touchdown, allow them to tie it. You know, three big drops by receivers that that prevented them from converting drives. You know, one of them ends up being an interception. Josh Allen, you know, loose with the ball and kind of playing a little willy nilly at times, or just too freely. You know, like he just has this unbelievable confidence that it sometimes goes too far. So, you know, with the Bengals, it's funny because they can have like a poor half defensively and come back and look great the second half or vice versa can be slow offensively and pick it up. I appreciate that quality about them. Not, you're not going to be perfect all the time, uh, but their offensive line injuries do concern me all of a sudden. I would have said that the Bengals low key were one of the most dangerous teams out there and easily could win the Super Bowl in the right scenario. But if their line isn't put together, boy, I'm I'm concerned. Now we're flashing back to the beginning of the year when Joe Burrow was getting sacked every other pass play, it felt like, and that just can't happen. I, I so badly wanted to bet on the Bengals going into this weekend, and I was fully prepared to do so. And then as they started having those injuries uh, yeah. during that game last night, I was like, oh, come on. Now I'm not going to be able to have this opportunity. <laughs> Eric, we'll get you out of here on this one. Final thing, uh, tonight's game is super interesting to me. I, I love the Cowboys against the Buccaneers, but I'm terrified of the Cowboys against the Buccaneers because there's Tom Brady on the other side of this one. What are you expecting in this game tonight on Monday Night Football? Hard to know. You know, I think both teams have tried to kind of more, maybe more so the Cowboys than the Bucks. But you know, I've tried to downplay this idea that it could be the end of the era. Either the Bucks lose and, and Brady goes on to you know go with his buddy McDaniel's in Vegas, 
or the Cowboys lose and make, and uh, you know McCarthy's got who's out of a job. Jerry goes on the radio and says, "Oh, hold on, you know we're we're not going there yet." And I don't know if that's true or not. Jerry certainly can can be a little fast yeah. and loose with uh, the meaning of uh, of what he says, but. You know, I do think it was aimed to kind of take the pressure down a notch or two, and, and especially as Dak has kind of had this streak where interceptions are up. You know, not all of them are on him. Some are on the receivers. Some are on the play calls, what have you. But, um, you know, that, that turnover margin really becomes an issue in the playoffs. I mean, I outside of that crazy Jacksonville game, you know, there's more often than not, you win the turnover battle, you have a great chance to win a playoff game. Things get tight. People get a little more conservative at times. So, yeah, I mean, it really does come down, I think, to Brady versus that Cowboys defense. Cowboys want to sack you, and they want to take the football away. That's that's their goal. They don't care really how many yards you get. Brady, meanwhile, has gotten the, the deep passing game going a little bit more. But maybe that was just one game. Maybe that was what Carolina was throwing at him defensively. I don't know if it's, it's everything's cured all of a sudden. So Cowboys feel like the better team, but the trust level may not be there, as you alluded to. It just You never really know what kind of team you're going to get uh, week in and week out. I could see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I could see them losing tonight by 10. That, exactly. that's, that's where we're at with that's them it. at this point. Hey, yep. Eric, we appreciate the time, man. Great to catch up with you. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the rest of this postseason. We'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you guys, too. Appreciate it.